Ketubot Aflamid Vav, the last thing we're discussing was we saw Braita that said that Arayot and secondary Arayot, you don't have to pay a fine for an Ones or a Mifateh, a person who seduces the woman. Now, we asked what is Arayot and what is secondary Arayot, so we first tried answering that Arayot are Hayave Mitot Betin and Sheniyot are Hayave Keritut, and it's like Shimon Hatimni. And then we said, no, there's another possibility that Arayot are Hayave Mitot Betina and Hayave Kritot, and Sheniyot are just Hayave Lavin, and it's like Rabbi Shimon Ben Menasya. And with that, we are starting Lamed Vav Amud Aleph, eight lines in where it says Hamema Enet, the line starts toward Hamema Enet. We learned in the Brayta that Hamema Enet, a Ketana with no father, her mother or brother married her off, she has the ability to protest the marriage. So once she protests, that means she's not a betula anymore. And therefore, if she was forced with someone or if someone seduces her, she doesn't have that fine, that 50 kesef. And it sounds like haktana ba'almait, that sounds like a regular ketana, does have that knas. Mani, and who's that like? Rabbanan, it sounds like it's Rabbanan. They hold a ketana has knas. If someone is with a uh, with a ketana by force, you have to pay her. But look at the sefa. Ilonit en la lo knas velopitu in ilonit the woman who can't have children, she doesn't have not a knas, not pitui money. And atal de rebimir that goes according to rebimir the amar ketana en la knas that holds a ketana does not have a knas because she considered a ketana until the age of twenty. At that point, she becomes a bogeret. Veha mikatnuta yatzal beger. And this Ailonit goes right away from Katnut, being a Ketana, to being a Bogeret right away. And anything that happens during that time period, she doesn't get the money for the Knas. So it sounds like Resha Rabbanan. The first part, like Rabbanan who hold the Ketana has a Knas. Vesefar Bimir, the Ketana does not have a Knas. Vechiteman, if you want to try to answer and say the entire thing is it's about like Rabbi Huda. And when it comes to Mi'un, he holds like Rabbi Huda, that a Ni'ara could also be Mima'in. But you can't say that because does Rabbi Mi'ir really hold like Rabbi Huda? We have a blood that says until when a girl, can a girl be Mima'in? Until she has two pubic hairs, according to Rabbi Mi'ir. And Rabbi Huda Omer, until there's more uh, hair, more black area from the hair than there is white from the skin. Meaning there has to be a lot of hair in that area. Bottom line is you see Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Huda argue. So how could you say Rabbi Meir holds like Rabbi Huda? Ella, you have to explain the Rabbi Huda that the entire Mishnah is Rabbi Huda. He holds an Ara, could go out with Mi'un. And Ubiktana, Sabalak Rabbi Meir. And when it comes to the Knas of a Ketana, he holds like Rabbi Meir that a Ketana does not have a Knas. And that's why he holds an Ailoni doesn't have a Knas either. But the Gemara doesn't like that because Umi Savarla, does Rabbi Yehuda really hold like Rabbi Meir? Ve'amar Yehuda Amarav, and this is about uh, the Mishnah uh, coming up on Dav Mem Amud Bed that that we learned that Ektana does not have a Knas Zodiv Rabbi Meir. That's what Rabbi Meir holds. But Chachamim argue that she does have a Knas Ve'im Ita, and if that's the case, that Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir agree. Then Zodivere Bimeir Vere Bihudami Bailet should say this is what they both hold. 
Rather, the Gemara explains, Haitana, the Tana of that, Brayta Sabala Kribi Meir Bahada, Ufadig Ade Bahada. So it's a separate Tana, and he holds like Kribi Meir that a Tana does not have a Knas, and that's why an Aloni doesn't have a Knas. But he also argues on Rabbi Meir when it comes to the Mema'enet. The Rabbi Meir holds that a Tana could be Mema'en, and the Tana of the Brayta holds that Kribi Uda, that an Ala could also be Mema'en. And when he said Mema'enet, he was talking about an Ala, not a Tana. So you cannot understand that a ktana has a knas. Rather, maybe it's a, just talking about a regular na'ara has a knas, but if you in it when she's a na'ara, then she doesn't have a knas. Now, going back to the contradiction, where on one hand we see that in Abraita we see that the it does not have a knas or pituimani, but we saw that a ktana, a regular ktana, does have. On the other hand, we saw that the Sefa says an Ailonit doesn't have a knas, and sounds like a Ktana, does not have a knas. So Rafram Amar, my Mema'enet, what's this Mema'enet that the Tanasa doesn't get a knas? Not that she actually uh, was Mema'en, rather Haru'ya Lema'en, meaning she's at the age where she could be Mema'en, she could protest her marriage, meaning... Any Ktana who's the Ktana age, she doesn't get the Knas or Pitui money. And you could say the entire Mishnah, Brayta, is according to Rabbi Meir, he holds the Ktana doesn't have a Knas. So the Gemara says, Velitni Ktana, so I just write Ktana, why do you have to say I'm it? Kashia, that's a good question. Next, we learned Ailonit and Lalo Knas, Velo Pitui, and Ailonit does not have the Knas money, not the Pitui money. If she was seduced or forced, she doesn't get anything. Like masks or minu, we have a different writer that says a hereshet, vashota, vailonit, yesh lem knas. That a woman who is deaf mute, a shota, she's not competent, an ailonit who can't have children, they do have a knas. So on one hand, you told me the ailonit does not have a knas. On the other hand, you tell me it does have a knas. Vayesh lem tanat betulim, and they also have tanat betulim. The Gemara says, yeah, what kind of question is that? That's not a contradiction. You could always say, you could say, the Braita that Ailonit does not have a Knas is like Rabbi Meir, the Hodzik Tana does not have a Knas, and Ailonit is like a Ktana. And Ha, and the Braita that says Ailonit has a Knas is Rabbana, and the Hodzik Tana does have a Knas. Okay, then Utkarela, my Karela. Then the person asking the question, or he brought up the contradiction, what was his thinking? Stagma explains, Mishum because he, he had another bright hat to bring up. The, it says over there, And before we said that they do have Ta'anat Betulin. So which one is it? And the second Baita finishes off, Hasuma Vailonit, the blind girl and the Ailonit, Yeshlaim Ta'anat Betulin, they do have a ton of Betulin. Suma, the blind girl, and the Ta'anat Betulin, she does not have a Ta'anat Betulin. Bottom line is, you see over here that Hereshit and Shotat do not have a Ta'anat Betulin, and before we said that they do have a Ta'anat Betulin. So which one is it? So Amarav Sheshat Lakashiat, there's no contradiction. Ha Rabban Gamliel, the Braita that says the Harish and Shota do not have a Tanat Betulin, that's Rabban Gamliel on Daf Yudbet, which explained in a case where he's saying that he didn't see Betulim and she says that she was a Betula and she was forced by someone else between the engagement and marriage period. We believe her and she does not lose her ketubah. And therefore, by Hereshit and Shota, also we're not going to accept what the husband says. 
they're not going to lose a ketubah because if they were competent, they would be able to explain that they, uh, there was an onus between engagement and marriage. Veha and the second bright where it says they do have a tanat betulin and they would lose their ketubah is Rabbi Yoshua who argues on Rabban Gamaliel over there and explains that a woman who says that she was forced with another man between Irusin and Yisuin is not believed. Rather, we just accept what the husband says. And therefore, by Harishat and Shota, there is a tanat betulin because even if she was a pikahat, even if she was competent, we wouldn't accept what she said. We always go by the husband anyways. The Gemara asks the question, Maybe we heard Rabban Gamliel that we don't believe him to make a loser ketubah. That's when she herself is saying, I was nenas between Irusin and Nisuin. Okay, that's a for sure, that's a bari, that's a for sure uh, claim. But if she's not the one making the claim, Misha Madle, do we uh, hear? Did we ever hear Rabban Gamliel saying that the husband has to pay the ketubah? Here, there's no claim against him. So the Gemara explains in. No, even in the case of Harashit and Shota, the halacha is the same by Rabban Gamliel because Kevan Amar Rabban Gamliel Mehemna. Once Rabban Gamliel says we believe her, if she would make that claim that she was Ne'enas between Irusina and Nisuin, Kegon Zo Petah Pichaleilemu. This becomes a, a case where Betin opens their mouth for the mute person. Now, we learned in the Brayta, V'abogeret en latanat betulim, V'abogeret does not have a tanat betulim, but the Gemara says, V'hama rav, V'abogeret notina l'arishon, the rav said that a bogeret, she's allowed to be with her husband as much as she wants the first night, all the blood that she sees, we're going to say is dam betulim, so you see a bogeret does have dam betulim. So the Gemara explains, If the husband is coming to betin and saying he didn't find blood, okay, hachinami, then she goes out at the ketubah. What are we dealing with? If husband comes in and says, oh, uh, it was very open, well, by an aranaktana, we have to accept it because she's very small and he would see the difference. But by a bogeret, that's not, petah uh, patuah is not acceptable because it could be she's uh, older and more developed, could be her uh, body is more open. And maybe she he thought it was petah patuah, but it's really not. So when the Abraita said Abogeret in Latanat Betulim, it meant to say that there's no Tana of Petach Patuah by Abogeret. Next, we learned in the Braita, Somchos Omer Mishum Rabbi Meir Soma in Latanat Betulim. Somchos says in the name of Rabbi Meir that a blind girl does not have a Tana. You can't make a claim that uh, there's no Betulim. My Tamad Somchos, what Somchos reason? Amar Bizera Mipneshin Nechbetet Al Gabe Karka because she keeps on falling on the floor. And she bumps into things and she loses her betulin that way. The Gemara says, yeah, but kolehu nami habute mehbate. Every girl bumps into this, bumps into that, and she probably loses her betulah. So why is the soma, the blind girl, different? The Gemara explains, kolehu ra'ot umar'ot leiman. Every girl, when she falls and she sees blood on her dress, she shows it to her mommy, and okay, the mom understands, okay, she's a mukatayet, so we know how to deal with it. This blind girl, she doesn't see that the betulin fell off, and she cannot show to her mother because she doesn't know it fell off. So when a person married a Soma, then you should just know that something like that could have happened, so you have no claim for betulin. Next, we learned in the Baita Bayotzeet Mishum Shemra. If a woman was divorced because her husband came to Betin and said he didn't find Betulin, and he brought witnesses that she was Mezana between Irusin and Kirushin, and La Lo Knas Vilopitui. 
after that fiasco, if uh, someone was with her, there's no uh, kanas, there's no uh, pitui. If he seduces her, there's no money for that. And the Gemara has a question. I said, Mishum Shemra, Bat Sekilai. If she's getting divorced because of Shemra, that means she was Mizana between Irusin and Nisuin, then she's Hayav Sekila, like an Eshet Ish. So, Amar Sheshat Achikamar, this is what the Brayta meant. Mishayatza, Shemra Bialduta. If there's a girl, which a lot of bad things were said about her when she was young, in that case, in that case, if anyone was with her by force, if anyone seduces her, he doesn't have to pay. And what you could understand from here is a document that is bad, meaning people said that this document is false or is forged. You cannot use it to extract payment. So what are we talking about? If word on the street is that this document has been forged, it's no good. The same story over here. That we heard on the street that this Na'ara was mezana with other people. But yes, still, but the Rabbah said, If word on the street is that she's mezana, in Hoshishinla, we are not even we don't even care about that uh, rumor and we're not gonna even be Osert or Kohen because she has a Hazaka, a Hazaka versus a rumor, her Hazaka wins. Ella, what are we talking about? Two men come to Betin and says, Look, this Nara solicited uh, us to do Averot. To do zenut, so you have your two witnesses who are coming to Beitin and saying that uh, this uh, girl is not so good. Same idea of you with the document that two betiravamru they did who amal lehu zayfuli. Two witnesses came and said that this man came and said to both of us that we should uh, sign this forged document. But the commandment says, Okay, I understand over there by the Nara Shechi There's a lot of bad people out there. And you could see she was going after Znut, and you got to believe her, and therefore she lost the Hazakah of her Betulin. But with this document, where we're saying that the owner of the document has been going around trying to find witnesses to forge it. If this person is, uh, we have a Hazakah that he's no good, and he's trying to mess around with documents, are we going to say that all B'nai Israel are also bad people, and they're also going to sign their names on a, in, in a, on a bad document? So the Gemara explains, you could say the same thing over here with the document. Since this person is looking for witnesses to sign this and forge this document, could be he himself figured out a way to sign signatures that are not his to make it look real, even though it's not real. He figured things out, and therefore we cannot trust this document anymore, and we cannot exact payment from it. Next Mishnah, Ve'elu she'en lahem knas. The following ne'arot, there's no fine. Haba'al ha'giyoret, if a person is with a giyoret, ve'al ha'shebuya, or a lady taken into captivity, ve'al ha'shivcha, or a maidservant, she'niftu, that were redeemed, ve'shengaru, or were converted, ve'shengishtaharu, or they were freed. Yeterot al-benot shaloshenim ve'mahad, over the age of three and one day. The shivcha and the giyoret, we're going to say, 
were behaving in a hefker lifestyle, and the shvuya, you're going to say that maybe someone was with her over there, and therefore we're going to say that they're not betulot anymore, and there's no knas. Rabbi Yehuda says that a lady taken into captivity was redeemed, she still has her hazakav being a betulah, even though she was redeemed after the age of three, and therefore if if anyone forces his way with her, there is a knas. Habal Bito, if a person was with his daughter, Albat Bito, or his daughter's daughter, his granddaughter, Albat Beno, or his son's daughter, Albat Ishto, his wife's daughter, Albat Bena, on his wife's son's daughter, Albat Bita, on his wife's daughter's daughter, again from a previous marriage, and lahem knas. All these, there's no knas, there's no fine if he forces his way with them. Because when he's with them, he's already hayav mita. Shemitatan bide betin. Because anyone who's with this arayot is hayav mita bide betin. And anyone who's hayav mita, anyone who is supposed to get punished with his life, and Meshalem Mamon doesn't have to pay Shinemar, Ason He only gets punished if there's no Ason, meaning if he doesn't get killed for what he did, then he has to pay. And the Gemara starts, who says that this lady taken into captivity is still Behizkat Betula. He and Rabbi Dosa hold the same thing. Rabbi Uda had Amiran. He said over here that she still has a Hazaka Betula. And Rabbi Dosa the Tanya. A lady taken into captivity. If she was about Kohen, she could continue eating Teruma. We're going to say that nobody messed around with her. That's the very Bidosa. And Amar Bidosa to explain himself. Meaning, what did this Aravi What did he do to her? Because he played around with her chest. He makes her pasul for the Kehunah. Meaning, they just mess around with them to, to embarrass them, disgrace them. But no one uh, forces his way with a woman in captive. And therefore, she's not pasul from eating terumah. And Amar Rabbah, Rabbah argues on Rabbi Hanan, Dilma Allohi, maybe that's not true. Maybe Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Yudah are not the same. Meaning, Maybe Rabbi Yudah over here says that a woman taken into captivity is still kadosh. That's in regards to a knas. Why? So if a person who's with her by force, he shouldn't get rewarded, he shouldn't go out free. Therefore, we're going to make him pay. Misafek, we're going to make him pay. Over there, by eating teruma, maybe Kerabanan severely. Maybe review that holds like Rabbanan. And therefore, we should be Mahmir also and not let her eat teruma. Or you could say, Maybe the review is over there by teruma. We're going to say that she has a Hazkat Kashrut Ela. Maybe he was just talking about Truma that was the Rabbana, not the Deoraita one. About Kanas, which is the Deoraita, but when a person forces his way with the woman and the, the, the Torah said he has to give the money, maybe again, maybe he holds like Rabbanan that we can't take out the, the, the money if there's a Safek over here. There's a chance she's a Be'ula. We can't just uh, make the sky pay. So Amar Le Abaye Abaye tells Rabbana. You want to say the reason of Rebuda over here, that the reason the Shvuya has a knas is because uh, we don't want the guy to get rewarded for what he did. 
רבי יהודה אומר, שבויה שנשבת הרי היא בקדושתה, שבויה, שהיא נשבתה כקפטיב, שהיא עדיין נשבתה בתולה, ואפילו בת עשר שנים, כתובתה מתאימים, כשהיא שתיים יזוד, היא כתובה שתוהנדרד כבתולה. Now, והתם עובד בכתובה, מי שלא יהיה חוטא נשכר, איכא. What's, uh, there's no, where's the concept of Choteh Niskar, we don't want the person doing an Avira to walk out free. There's nothing to do with the Ketubah. Meaning, if his reason is about reward, uh, that uh, the, the, the person who is honest, a woman, should not be uh, rewarded, uh, that has nothing to do with the Ketubah. We should be Mahmir on the Ketubah and not give her the Ketubah. Why is he saying that her Ketubah is 200? So the Quran explains, Hatam by Ketubah, Hatam Nami, the whole thing is, If you lower that Ketubah to 100, then no one's going to want to marry. Everyone's going to say, oh, she's a Ba'ula. So therefore we have to be Mahmir and tell her, no, she's not only a Knas, but there's also a Ketubah time, meaning we hold for sure that she's a, a, a Betula still. But when it comes to eating teruma, could be holds like hachamim that she doesn't eat teruma because it could be we're going to be mahmir and say that uh, she was near us when she was uh, in captivity. The Gemara says, okay, besavar v'yuda b'kdushata kama does Rabbi Yehuda really hold that she has a hazakav being a betula? The hatanya, a kohen hapodet ashvuya, if he redeemed a lady in captivity, he's saying he can marry her if he wants. But if he's the one who's testifying that she wasn't with a goy, then if he's a goy, he cannot marry her. No matter what the case is, if he's the one who uh, redeemed her, he cannot, uh, he cannot marry her. And this breakdown in itself contradicts itself. Why? We said on one hand, if he, if he redeems the, the lady in captivity, he can marry her. Meaning, we're not worried that uh, she was with a uh, with a guy over there in captivity. That only if he's the one testifying that she was kosher, he shouldn't marry her. Because he's testifying. That's the reason he shouldn't marry her. But it sounds like a is mutar to him. So what's to make a difference if he, if he testified or not? So the Gemara explains. It, it's not a contradictory breita. Uh, this is what Tanakama is saying. The Kohen who redeemed a lady in captivity and he testified on her. He's saying if he wants, he can marry her. If he's just the one who's testifying and he didn't put the money down, he shouldn't get married. Still, this Mishnah has a problem with Rabbi Yehuda. In, a, in, a, in our Mishnah, we're saying Rabbi Yehuda says that the Shavuya has a Knas because she has a Hazaka. And in Abraita, Rabbi Yehuda says that Shavuya cannot marry a Kohen because we're worried that she was with a person who's Pasul to her. So Amar Papa Emma, you have to change the Girsa and the Braita and say Rabbi Yehuda Omer Ben Kachu Ben Kach. He said Rabbi Yehuda holds you could always marry her. Now Rav Huna Bered Rav Yeshua Omer Le'olam Kedekatani leave the Braita as is, and uh, meaning Ben Kachu Ben Kach Loisayna. That's why he's supposed to put it in. And Rabbi Yehuda the different Rabbanan come out. You could always explain that Rabbi Yehuda was talking according to Rabbanan. Lady, according to me, she's always b'chaskat kashrut, and therefore ben kach ben kach yisaina. No matter what the case is, you can marry her. But according to you, who hold that she lost her b'chaskat kashrut, then ben kach ben kach lo yisaina mibarleden. No matter what the case is, he should always never allow to be married, or whether he put the money down or not. The Rabbanan. 
their reason that there's a difference between if he redeemed or not. If a person put the money down, he redeemed her and he testified on her and now he wants to marry her because not throwing his money out uh, for no reason. The only reason he put out the money because he believes she was kosher and he knows she's kosher and therefore we'll let him marry her. Meaning, let him redeem her, let him uh, testify that uh, she's been good, and uh, he can marry her. But if a person just testified, uh, meaning he, he didn't uh, put his money where his mouth is, so to speak, then he can't marry her. Why? Because we're always worried that maybe you know he's just uh, giving, he's just saying that she was good because he likes her and he wants to marry her. And we need a better commitment. We need your money where your mouth is, and then we'll let you marry her. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem la'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.